Jesus is not coming to see sinners. He's coming to see righteous people. By faith we'll be made righteous. We said that the doctrine of righteousness are the precepts, instructions, principles of faith contained in the Bible for teaching and for giving guidance on the righteousness of faith to those who believe or will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It is, the doctrine, it is a doctrine of the New Testament, our new covenant. It is for the new covenant believer. It is not Judaism. It is Christianity. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. We said that the doctrine of righteousness, in the doctrine, there are three parts. There is the gift of righteousness, which is free. Amen. There is the work of of righteousness or the fruit of righteousness. Hallelujah. There is the fruit of the free gift of righteousness that we have received. And then there is the effect of righteousness. Praise God. Now we started with the gift of righteousness that it is free. Hallelujah. We received it by faith in Christ Jesus. The day we got saved, we received that gift of righteousness. And in talking about it, we began to go into the nature of righteousness, the nature of this righteousness that we received. First is that it's a free gift, truly free. We didn't do anything to merit it. We did not pay a price. We did not fast 10 days, two hours, one hour. We did nothing to get it apart from believing. The Bible says, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That was how we got it. The Bible says, he who knew no sin, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, he who knew no sin, God made to become sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, this process is in our human spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is legally yours and ours. Amen. It's ours in Christ. Legally. Amen. Nobody can take it from us now. Nobody can show up and say, oh, you're no longer righteous. It's over. You know, because God didn't feel too good this morning, so you lost it. No, it doesn't work that way. Praise God. Amen. Now, but we can choose to reject it. By unbelief or doubt. It is legal. It is not based on how we feel. It became ours when we believed. God declared us righteous. He didn't take permission from anybody. Your grandma, your grandpa, your friends. They, they don't know anything about it. He did not ask them. Because if probably he asked them, you, he would have declared you unrighteous, a failure. But he didn't take permission from any of them. He declared you righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen? Now, if you go trying to fast, beat yourself over the head to get it, you walk away from it. Hallelujah. 
So we saw that in Romans chapter 10 and from verse 1, God began to tell uh, the, the Apostle Paul, all right, said, Brethren, my, desire, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes or believeth. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. There is a set of laws, they stand together or fall together. And you have to keep them and be excellent in it to be declared righteous. Hallelujah. And he says, when you're going about to establish under the New Testament or the new constitution of the kingdom of heaven, all right, if you go about trying to establish righteousness that way, you will not submit yourself to the righteousness of God. Amen? Or the righteousness of faith. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. And so who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what does he say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He said, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. All right? And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It is by, by faith in Christ Jesus that we believe we have been made righteous. Now, can we put 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This is what happened when you got saved. And all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ that be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be seen for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ. He took our place and died that we might receive his righteousness is irreversible by an external force, except we give it up. Hebrews chapter 3, 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. 
For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Praise the Lord Jesus. You have been made righteous. It's a free gift. Jesus was made sin that you may be made righteous. He was now set free because he had no sin of his own. That is the way the justice system of heaven works. Amen. Hallelujah. So God has taken care of sin. Amen. Of the nature of sin. And the Bible says that the body of sins has been crucified with Christ. Meaning that when you got saved, something happened to you. Your spirit, something happened to your spirit. And your body, something happened to your body. Hallelujah. You're not the same. So we begin to look at the nature of this free gift of righteousness. The nature of this righteousness of faith. What is it like? And we said the first thing was that it is free. The second thing is that it is legal. The next thing is that it is a new nature. We just read that in, 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 in 2 Corinthians. Amen. It's a new nature. Which one who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ receives as soon as they acknowledge the Lordship of, of Jesus Christ. The Lord of glory. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. From their hearts. From our hearts. Once you acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ from your heart and believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's not you might be. You will be saved. God will jump on you. The Holy Ghost will come into your life. That is why when you're done doing it and you say, wow, oh, nothing happened, and then you start wanting to Live the way you used to live. Some stuff starts happening. You're wondering, what's going on? Things you used to do that you didn't feel bad about doing, now when you do them, your conscience says, you can't do that. The new birth, the, the recreation of the believing one's heart or spirit. Amen? Our inner man, our real man is reborn in the nature of the risen Christ. With the spirit of the risen Christ possessing eternal life. That new nature has eternal life in it. This new nature of righteousness causes us to be able to approach God without a sense of guilt or inferiority. It causes us to call God our Father. That's what makes us be able to pray. Even when you think you're feeling condemned, you're still able to call God Father. Is it not ironic? Even when you have done something wrong, you're feeling guilty. You still say, Father God, forgive. You're still calling him Father. That spirit that makes you do that is the spirit of righteousness. And it creates in the believer a desire to do righteousness or to do the will of God. It creates in us that desire to do right. It's in us. For it is a garment. Spiritually, your human spirit is wearing a garment. When a Christian passes, sleeps in the Lord, passes out of this life, they're not naked. They're wearing a robe of righteousness. A kingly robe of righteousness. Isaiah 61 verse 10. 
and I'll greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he had clothed me with the garments of salvation, and he had covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decked himself with the ornaments, and as a bride adorned herself with her jewels. So the garment of righteousness has been given to us who are believers. The robe of righteousness has been given to us. So you're not naked in the spirit. Once the person checks out of his body, righteousness is, there's a robe on you. Hallelujah. It's a kingly robe. Amen. Number five. It is also a breastplate. How that happens, maybe when there's war, that righteousness becomes a breastplate. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Stand therefore, stand therefore, having your loins gathered about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So it becomes a breastplate at war. When you're, when you're doing battle, the enemy comes and wants to say, but I know you. They say, you don't know me. I'm the righteousness of God. He said, I know you. We used to roll together. He said, no, you don't know me. That person who did that with you is dead. The Bible says that the old man has been crucified with Christ. He said, reckon ye yourselves to be indeed dead unto sin and alive unto God. That old man is dead and crucified. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are become new. And all of these things are of God. I'm a child of God. When, when they talk, it's I'm a child of God. I don't do those things anymore. It's over. I'm a new creature now. I'm not the old self. The old self has been crucified. A new self is inside of me. And that new self is the righteousness of God. So when you walk into God's presence, you're not walking in according to your works. You're walking in with the breastplate, the garment of righteousness freely given to you in Christ Jesus. You're a child of God. That's what the Bible says. Now are we the sons of God. It don't yet appear what we shall be like, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. This is why you and I need to respect and respect and think of ourselves the way God wants us to think. The Bible says we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to, but we ought to think according to the measure of grace or measure of faith that God has given to each and every one of us. I don't think of myself more highly than I ought to when I say I'm the righteousness of God. I'm not a sinner. This new righteousness exempts us when sinners are called. When there's a roll call, sinners here, raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Say, Pastor, you don't know uh, the Apostle Paul said I'm the chief of sinners. That's the Apostle Paul. I ain't no sinner. You know, God did some things with the Apostle Paul to be able to bring us to a particular understanding. Hallelujah. He was 
grouping as it were, trying to find his way, right? And as he was going, God was teaching him things. A, a time came when he came to an understanding. He has given us that understanding. We should not go back to his struggles. All right, what I'm telling you right now as revelation is something that I have, in time past, I have been where I'm thinking, uh, you know, yeah, I'm righteous, but you hear another preacher say you're a wormy, then you a worm, then you say, oh, Lord, I'm a wormy, unworthy me, who has just been, you know, nothing is of me, I'm just a waste and a, you know, and all of that. Stop talking like that. You're destroying your faith. You're destroying, listen, the Bible says with the heart, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. It is impossible for the unbeliever to say he is righteous. Because you see, when the world comes to us, because it brings us to the next thing, because I wanted to build a bridge across where we're going on the fruit of righteousness. There is no such thing as a righteous man who does not do right. We have excused some things. We say, oh, um, he's, he's, he's born again, but you know, he still has things that are, you understand, he's still a work in progress. We're all work in progress, right? And the evangelist, listen, there are certain ministries that are strictly for the church. They're not for the world. But the people who have these gifts are believers. So every one of us are witnesses and we can reach out to the world. When an evangelist stands before a crowd of people that he's trying to bring to Christ, he says, we are all sinners. But you can't come to church and say, we are all sinners. You will annul or try to repudiate the righteousness, the gift of righteousness that you received. You are the righteousness of God. To say anything else will be pride because you're trying to depend on your own works. But this righteousness given to us is a spiritual seed. And every seed bears fruit according to his kind. Every seed bears fruit according to its kind. You need to bear fruit according to your kind. Because that's who you are. Otherwise, you will not be a healthy person spiritually. And trees don't bear fruit without water. How many of us know that? Without water, you cannot bear fruit. That's where the word of God comes in. These written pages, that's where they come in. Psalm 1 verse 1. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You can also, where you have the law of the Lord there, it means the word of God. Amen. God's word is his law. Amen. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water which bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The thing that keeps you alive 
or keeps you going, if anything goes wrong, it will fix you. If we go to a little tree that had just been planted maybe about three months, we pluck it off the ground, death starts. Is it not true? When we put it back, even if the leaves die, by the time we water it a little bit, it will come alive. How many of us know that? Praise God. It's the same thing God is trying to tell us here. Your Christian life began with the word of God. Your Christian life is sustained by the word of God. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He said, for there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground. Look at how the situation is. It's almost what? Hopeless. Yet, through the scent of water, it will board and bring forth boars like a, like, like a plant. What is that? When you bring, you, you, when, you, when, you, when you put the water into it, the tree will come alive. The Bible tells us something that faith cometh by what? Hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you hear the word, faith comes. That's how you water the seed that is inside of you. 